0: Anyway, Nathan, uh, you've got a company which uh, I'm interested in. I do. Okay, so we Knowing do a shared
1: we do a shared OneNote for a few things, and so um, I've put a tab on here for Isaac to look at. So you can have a look at that. Oh, now. Can I can have a look at it now. Okay. And so I'm th-
0: excited to see this. The if it's the same as uh, I'm just going to say there's I don't no know, chance it's going to be the same. I don't know what it is, but if it's the same company that I'm doing, yeah. I'm going to be very annoyed because okay, then I'm not going to be. I don't think one. there's any chance. <laughs> okay. Okay. All
1: so right. um, this company is called Stem.
0: It's loading so slowly. (laughs) Okay, well, it didn't didn't bring any
1: reaction, so obviously it's not what you're doing.
0: STEM, okay, I haven't, no, 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 it's not, Okay, cool,
1: so um, this is a SPAC, so the SPAC, and as I did last time when I talked about IPOE, uh, which was um, SoFi, what I'll do again is I'll mainly talk about STEM, and then I'll get to the actual um, acquisition company towards the end. So, um, so the company STEM was founded in 2009, and... uh, if you were to give it a, a f- like a four word um, description, it's an AI driven energy storage company. Wow. Okay. AI driven needs to be one word for that to work. It's it's, it's got it's it's got a hyphen. Yeah. Yeah. So, technically, so here's an interesting one. So their twenty twenty annual report states that they're the world's largest network of energy storage systems. Wow. Okay,
0: that's impressive. Are
1: you looking at my things now?
0: Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm looking.
1: So the first, uh, the first image that you'll see um, coming up here yes. is a storage capacity commissioned. So this is projects that they've embarked on. Yeah. And final commissioned works. So you can see their stem, which is the company we're talking about. Yeah. Um, has uh, just over six hundred thousand megawatt hours. Yes. Um, and Tesla, very close, just under that. Hyundai Electric. Um, and then there's Mitsubishi right down there. NEC makes it onto the list as well. Yeah, cool. About half. So um, it's really interesting. Yes. And so the way that they function is if you have a look over at the, uh, the second image, uh, this is an image of uh, basically a power network, and it branches out. Um, so it starts in the center, which is basically the generation um, of power, and then it, you kind of oh, see a nice visual. pretty quickly it moves out to the first layer of orange. And so that's the first layer of STEM infrastructure. I'll, d- I'll explain this in a minute. Yeah. Um, but that's the first layer of STEM in- infrastructure, um, which is uh, called FTM, which is front of the meter. And then um, there's a few other layers there. There's uh, some substations, and then uh, there's some distribution generators. And then you'll find, uh, which is basically like in real world, it would be kind of like a generation... Uh, Location, which then goes to stem infrastructure, which holds it in, say, individual cities, which is then distributed to the next layer, which is another stem layer. yeah Which is inside. These are battery um, systems so inside the stem, of the stem of the orange. Um, yeah. yeah. Stem the of the orange, spots. and these. Yep. The, so the outer layer, are individual um, locations. So individual business who have adopted this infrastructure. Okay. Um, so the first, so the first layer is basically utilities who have adopted the infrastructure and then the outer layer is individual businesses. And I'll get into that in a second. So, um, so STEM is the first pure play smart energy storage company to go public in the U S again from their 2020 annual report. Um, so the CEO is a guy named John Carrington. He's had 25 years in the industry and, uh, a few other jobs that he did was he was the CEO and director at Myosol. Sol. Which is which? They are basically they make thin solar cells. So he's, he's got industry experience, is what I'm trying to portray there. Yep. Um, he was the executive vice president of uh, marketing and business development for a company called First Solar, which are publicly listed. You can have a look at them. And he was a part of growing the com- company uh, from 250 to 2 billion in revenue, and finally to IPO, which is kind of cool. So he's seen that process before, which is really powerful. And he was the GM for a period of time at a company called General Electric, which is pretty. Famous. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So, noted there. Obviously, he's not a co-founder. So GE
0: was one of the largest. Um, I think it was the, I think it was the top company in, um, in America at one stage. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting to see the date there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what date he was. Um, sort of the, the general manager, but maybe he was at that date. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe he ran into the ground. No, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and so obviously we like the, or I like the co-founder or the founder to be around because I think they have a personal, uh, I don't know, there's like an emotional attachment to it that um, might drive uh, the right decisions. And so the chairman is um, also a, a co-founder and his name's Mike Morgan. So it's nice to have at least the chairman uh, involved with the company since its foundations um, so I think that's really powerful so that's a little background on the company um, they're headquartered in the US and so um, in regards to what they provide products and customer experience um, it's three different things so the first one is hardware so it's the actual battery storage projects that they embark on which we talked about earlier and so they form two different um, uh, locations they form um Front of the meter, which is the utility providers, and then um, behind the meter, which is commercial industrial uh, businesses. So I'll, I'll again expand on that in a second. Um, so the first thing was hardware. Second thing is software. So they've got a trademarked and um software called Athena, and Athena is basically built into all of their um, products, or they offer it in conjunction. I should probably say with their um, battery solutions. And it can do things like um, optimize for uh, weather forecasts, uh, energy price management, it provides a great dashboard um, to see what's happening, uh, value modeling and simulations. So basically, you know, you stick a big old battery in your basement, it's not going to be much good to you unless it's um, optimized for what's happening with the grid at, at certain points in time or how much power you're using. At certain points in time, or if there's going to be a big weather situation where there's not going to be ability to generate solar and things like that.
0: Yeah, so they've got a lot of they've got a lot of analytics that go behind exactly all the grid, a lot of and inputs they know what, and yeah. a lot of
1: ability to analyze, um, and so that all is AI and so to a certain extent happens um, uh, automatically, and so um, it's kind of cool. Um, and so the third thing, so it's hardware, software, and the third um, product that they or the third revenue stream, I would say. Is market participation, which is more simply uh, selling back to the grid, um, and so uh, in regards to customers, they've got uh, just uh, they've got a little over three hundred and sixty customers, and so this is more business to business. I should mention at the moment, this is not direct to consumer at any point, point. Um, and they've got more than thirty Fortune five hundred companies uh, listed as their customers. So, um, so in front of the meter. Uh, is the utility providers. Um, and so um, that was that first um, smaller ring that I was mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the value add to them to ha- for having their products is it increase, um, increases their asset returns and it supports grid stability. You can imagine um, having, a, having the ability to, if you're a distributor, you're basically taking um, power in from a larger generation source and distributing it to your local community, having the ability to store that on site and use it as you need to, or if you foresee less power coming in from the main grid, being able to have that stored in in reserves and being able to use that in volatile periods where its weather conditions are changing or whatever, means that it overall supports the grid stability. So I think that's really cool. Um, And it also um, increases the asset returns, as I said. So um, the second layer, which was that larger circle, They call BTM, which is behind the meter. Yep. Um, And this is commercial industrial partners that they um, have as customers. So, some that you may have not heard of, Amazon, Walmart, UPS, Apple, Facebook, Alphabet.
0: Oh, they've got big customers. Nice.
1: Home Depot, Wells Fargo. Wow. Um, And so, the value add to these companies is it reduces their energy bill, as I'll explain in a second. And um, it's also those who have a corporate ESG objective, which is kind of like... Um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, is that
0: environmental sustainability and governance, I- environmental
1: social governance. Ah, so close. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, uh, push nowadays for, um, companies to be thinking along these lines, appointing people who are sort of strategic along these lines. And so this is a way for you to be able to put in your report, you know, this is what we're doing to try and work along those lines. So if you have a look at the next image, yes. um, it's got two circles, this one, and then two graphs on the right.
0: Uh. I've lost... Hang on, I've lost where we are at. Ah, all right, you just continue. So it's got
1: two circles on the left and then two graphs on the right. And so the top portion of it is the the behind-the-meter commercial and industrial customers. And the bottom graph or the bottom portion of it is the... In front of the meter, uh, which is the utility providers and stuff like that. So for the the behind-the-meter guys, you can kind of see there, if you look hard, that... um, when the energy, so the the orange line is what the grid sees. So that's the consumption that you're using from the actual grid. And you can see there, um, if I just come in here and have a look, you can see there the battery um, is the darker portion of it. You can see the battery is charging when the grid is cheaper. So when the energy in the middle of the night or whatever is cheaper, oh, yeah, I see
0: that. Yeah, it yeah.
1: charges. So you can see it drawing down charge, and then when it's more expensive, uh, in the middle of the day or whatever it is it's outputting. And so, obviously, it's a simple, like, concept. Okay, cool. So you can see that the orange line is uh, basically what the grid sees. So that's the, the grid power supplied. You can see the price there as it drops. The battery, which is the darker blue um, portion of the graph, um, is um, charging. It's, it's taking some power, um, which is overall boosting the facility's consumption of power. So you can see facility reaches above that. Uh, orange line there, and then as it, as the power becomes more expensive from the grid, then the um, the batteries engaged and overall makes the facility's um, power consumption from the grid less, reducing costs, etc, etc, etc.
0: This is really clever because this is something that I've heard about for so many years mm-hmm. as like, oh, it's so much better to just have batteries because everyone's using the generator at the same time, having mm-hmm. a shower at night, yep, and right. watching yeah. TV, right. and they're not home during the day, and they're not awake in the middle of the night so it's like you know on on average it's just so much better but Mm -hmm. it's like something you hear about so often Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh is anyone actually doing anything Mm -hmm. for this you know so it's a great opportunity
1: I think it's awesome so in regards to performance um, of the company itself um, they state in their again in the 2020 annual growth uh, in the 2020 annual report that they foresee in twenty twenty thirty in 2030 sorry uh, twenty. Five x growth of the storage market, um, which is due to two um, things. The first thing is uh, lower cost of renewable generation. So as we start to um, figure out how to be more efficient with our solar and our wind and you know hydro and whatever it is that we're using to yeah. generate, um that reduces the cost. Um, and thus um the demand increases. And um, the, the second input is um, the rapid battery um, hardware cost reduction. So this is actual parts of the battery that are becoming cheaper. It's the same thing with Teslas, you know. At some point, the Tesla's going to
0: You're going to like my company. It's, oh, um, really? It's pretty similar to this. It's, Perfect. Yes, anyway. So
1: because of those two factors, they see much a high demand. And so they see a 25 times growth by 2030, um, which um, they see a $1.2 trillion market opportunity in this space, um, which is pretty amazing. So a bit more about their company's financials. They've currently got $500 million in net cash available um, with with debt on the balance sheet being zero after this merger. Oh, wow. So um, it's pretty amazing. They're going to be able to expand and do, um, you know, a, a lot of awesome stuff with, with the capital that they have on hand. Uh, gross margins. This is really interesting. So there's three that I talked about. Hardware, software, and market um, participation in regards to rev- revenue streams. Hardware. Uh, gross margin, so before operating expenses, is uh, ten to thirty percent, kind of average. Yeah. You know, yep. software. Do you want to guess?
0: Oh, uh, 70 percent. Eighty they've got percent. Al- oh, they've got it ultra efficient.
1: And it's and it's a recurring SaaS model too. So if yeah, I buy a battery great. from you, using my um, software is going to cost you X amount of dollars a month. Now, Four how much year.
0: does it average out to? Because like their software could be. Oh, that's a big spider. Um, their software could be. Uh, you know, taking up. They could also like they could be doing ten percent worth of sales in the software space.
1: In regards to software like, versus hardware.
0: And it aver- yeah, and then the hardware averages mm. at ten percent, and then they could be averaging fifteen percent revenue like um, margin. I mean, mm-hmm. so
1: that's a good question. I don't have the breakdown. Yeah. I do have the um, hmm.
0: Just uh, let us know in the comments below <laughs> if you're uh, <laughs> if you're interested in researching that. <laughs>
1: um, and the market participation. Which is selling back to the grid. They also see a, approximately 80% margin on that. Uh, there is a breakdown of what you're asking for. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> so revenue model. You're already on it. <laughs> Look at you go. So six, 60% of it are basically hardware delivery. Yeah. Cool. Um, which the cool. benefit to that is it's up front. So, whilst it's not reoccurring, it is upfront capital to be able to use yeah yeah for sure um the thirty percent thirty percent is the reoccurring software model, and then uh, somewhere like ten percent is the market participation um, so uh, year on-year growth um, from 2019 to 2020 they saw sixty five percent more projects for the hardware um, deliveries and ninety four percent greater revenue uh for 2020 since 2019, which is cool yeah. And they're expected to have a positive EBITDA, which is like the net profit, yep. um, by 2022. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so, very interesting. Yeah. Now, so,
0: so hmm. uh, a lot of companies say, exp- like to draw out their yes. earnings to 2022, 2023. Yeah. Oh, yes, we're going to be making money by then. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, and then like 2022 the comes and yeah. oh, 2025, we're going to be profitable then. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm sure, I'm sure they will
1: be there. Okay. Well, I mean, this industry seems to be growing confident. pretty quick. True, Like the awareness of it has changed a lot in the last two or three years.
0: I mean, they, yeah, I'm sure that they actually have a, a genuine model, like growing, growing revenue like that and mm. growing and having those margins. Mm. They're going to be doing, you know, they're going to be so. doing all right.
1: Okay. So in regards to the spec that I mentioned, so the, this is, the spec is currently on the market. Would you say you like the spec? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're merging. So yeah. Uh, stem emerging with a SPAC um, called Starpeak Energy Transition okay which was founded in 2018 um, and it's expected to happen early Q2 2021 they actually did originally say 20 uh, they originally did say Q1 yeah, um, yeah. but that didn't happen yeah uh, so i think they're now saying Q2 and the ticker change will change from STPK which it currently says uh, to S-T-E-M. It's on the yes. New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, cool. Um, so, Star Pig's CEO is Eric uh, Shiva, and he's 52, and his previous experience is, is in the investment banking world, but the really interesting thing is he's also was previously a researcher um, in oil, gas, and natural gas sectors. Yeah, yeah. So, he also understands the industry, but also understands the investment side of it. Um and he's the co-founder of Starpeak Sponsor LLC, <coughs> which, has it gets a bit convoluted, but that company um, is a holding company and has a twenty percent ownership of Starpeak. Okay. Um, right. And so he does have some skin in the game. Um, so I would see his personal stake to be somewhere around ten percent. And um, and so the business strategy says, which is really cool, business strategy for you, sorry, business strategy for Starpeak says, uh, identify, combine with and maximize the value of a company seeking to be a market leader in and or benefit from the re- increasing global incentives to improve the efficiency of our energy ecosystems and reduce emissions which are referred to as the energy transition. So that's, wh- that's why they call it um, Star Peak Energy Transition because they see a transition from uh, the current, e- current energy sources yeah. um, to the new ones and they want to find a company that can basically um, you know, make use of that make profit from that, whatever. Um, some acquisition criteria uh, for the company that they chose had to be well-positioned to benefit from the energy transition, positive environmental social impacts without sacrificing a financial return, uh, will benefit from our management team's operating exper- expertise, have opportunities to grow the business organically and by third-party acquisitions, well-received by public investors, including ESG-focused investors, which is what we mentioned before, environment social governance, um, expected to generate attractive risk-adjusted returns for our stockholders. Um, so the greater the risk, the more returns expected.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, on the income statement, a really interesting one for 2020, there's three, so obviously it's a holding company, it's a shell company, it's a shell company at the moment. And so yeah, yeah. there's three mil of general expenses for 2020 um, that I had a look at. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Like, I wonder if that is the fee paid um, to like the joint managers to, you know, affect the merger. Do you think it'd be like three mil? I don't know. Like, I was just thinking, wh- what are they spending three mil on for, like, general administration expenses? I don't know.
0: Well, you've got to pay an investment bank a lot of money. That's to, what I was thinking. You reckon IP- that's so the payment? IPOs, IPOs are, uh, are usually gigantic. I think the... Well, Yeah. A lot of the appeal on a SPAC is that it's cheaper than yeah. an IPO. Hmm. So, $3 million sounds a lot cheaper than an IPO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So could
1: be true. Uh, so, the market cap at IPO was four hundred and thirty-six mil. Current market cap, want to guess?
0: Ooh. So... Hang on, IPO. Wait, sorry, what was your what 436 was your four
1: thirty six million? Four thirty six million. IPO. Right.
0: This is a pretty huge area, and it looks like they've got some huge, like the massive power output stuff. Uh, I'm going to say that their yeah. current market cap is.
1: This is the shell company, obviously. This is the SPAC
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that their current market cap is twenty billion.
1: Holy moly!
0: What is it? <laughs> what one point three? Okay, right. <laughs> I thought it was a huge. It's producing more than Tesla. <laughs>
1: No, no, but In they haven't merged yet.
0: Okay, yeah, I know. I know they haven't merged yet, but people, once people expect it to merge, like.
1: Also, have you heard anyone talk about this company? It's true. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I um, some
0: of those, they, some of them, fly out the, under
1: the arena. It's you know? true. Yeah. Um, share price started at ten dollars. It's currently twenty-seven forty. Okay. Okay. One hundred eighty percent increase. So, uh, since August, which is when IPO'd, yeah, it's seen one hundred eighty percent increase, um, and the manager, Credit Suisse and uh, Goldman Sachs, for the merger. And Good old Goldman. The ownership of STPK currently is uh, less than 1% individual insiders um, because, as I mentioned, the insider owns uh, 20% of the holding company. The holding company, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. falls into the institutions portion of this, which yep. is 64%. Um, and so Starpeak Sponsorship, LLC, which is that holding company, um, it owns 20%. Citigroup recently announced uh, like earlier this week that they bought just under, oh, not just under actually, significantly less than 1%. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a fair bit. Um, I think it's something like 47,000 shares. Uh, the general public owned 15% and public companies 20%. So uh, in summing it up, um, I think it's a cool company. I like it because I think it plays in a cool space uh, and I it's not a hype company.
0: Yeah, that's true. Too much. Yeah.
1: There is obviously still some niche hype around that, but, Um, It's, uh, you know, it's not one of these crazy solar companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I like it. Cool. He likes the spec. I like it.